This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. Kia ora koutou, no mai haere mai, welcome to Kickstart Your Ride with Ride Forever. Ko Taranaki te maunga, ko kiriho te awa, no ngā motuahau. Ke ACC ahe e mahi ana, ke Regional Injury Prevention Partner Taku Turanga Mahi, ko Riley McGregor Toku Ingoa. My name's Riley McGregor and I am born and raised here in Taranaki. I am currently employed as the Regional Injury Prevention Partner for ACC in Taranaki and Wanganui, based in New Plymouth, and I'm excited to be hosting Kickstart Your Ride with Ride Forever, a series of shows where I get to speak to riders about their bikes, gear, attitudes, and the Ride Forever course. Before I get started with my guests today, I wanted to provide you, the listeners, with some background information about Ride Forever, an ACC initiative aimed at giving riders sound information and access to training so they can make better choices. Ride Forever was first established in 2009 when it was identified that motorcycle sales were once again booming after a slower period through the 90s. What this resulted in was many more riders on the road who lacked recent riding experiences, therefore crashes, injuries and fatalities were all rising rapidly. It was also realised that conventional safety messaging and programmes did not resonate with the majority of riders. Motorcyclists accept the risks that came along with their passion. What this has evolved into is a world's first, a nationally available, officially certified, advanced rider training programme that has proven to reduce the incidence of riders having a crash by 27% and the associated claims cost by 45%. In other words, Ride Forever trained riders crash less often and the crashes they do have are on average less severe. Ride Forever coaches riders across the country to get the most out of their ride with more confidence, control and enjoyment. I am here with Karen Bedwell from Cars and Bikes Limited, a Ride Forever trainer up here in Taranaki and also down in Christchurch. Karen, how are you today? I'm great, thanks, uh, Riley. Pleased to be here <laughs> well, and being able to share some of this uh, good information. Awesome, thank you for taking the time. Um, so today is just a bit of an introduction about you and what you like to do when you're riding and things, and then also to discuss Ride Forever and that program. So I guess my first question for you, Karen, is what made you start riding motorcycles? Well, it wasn't a choice, actually. Back in the day, um, I grew up on a farm, so it was more practical than, than the likes of today where it's more of a recreational activity. So it was just part of the norm. You grow up on a farm, you learn to drive a tractor, you learn to drive the trucks, and then the motorcycle. So that's really how I started out on uh, motorcycle riding. Were they quad bikes? Were they two-wheelers? What were you riding back on the farm? It was a good old Honda Step Through 90, so a <laughs> trail bike, so very practical, very practical in its use. Awesome, awesome. Um, so when did you start, I guess, riding road bikes and, and getting out on the roads? So it wasn't until later on in life, really, probably when I, um, into my mid-twenties, um, it was just, you know, friends around, they had a bike, and just I recall one situation where, uh, we had a wee 125 trail bike. I lived in town at the time, 
And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. And Ted said to my sister, why don't you jump on the back? We'll go for a ride. Well, it was pretty hairy and scary. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably the first time that I could think of when I got back onto, onto the road riding, um, riding road bikes. Oh, very cool, very cool. So how many bikes have you owned over the years then? Um, look, it wasn't until probably my mid to late 30s that I started getting back seriously riding bikes. And uh, yeah, again, it was with, with peers. And um, so on sport bikes, grow, kids growing up, we spent a bit of time doing off-road riding. That was very cool. And, um, and that's really where I uh, learned a lot of my, I suppose you can say, flex reflexes and techniques out on the riding, getting back out on the dirt bikes. Um, as far as owning bikes, well, it sort of fluctuated between probably about 10 to 20 bikes over the years. You sell a few, you acquire a few, and before you know it, you're back to where you started off with. So I suppose it's a bit of a, like an, an epidemic when you're into bikes. It's hard to control the numbers that, that you have. And they were a mix. They were a mix of dirt bikes, road bikes, sport bikes, um, track bikes, did a bit of road racing, and, um, and have a classic bike as well, good old Triumph uh, 150, which is still sitting in my garage waiting for me to get it going. <laughs> So how many bikes do you currently own? It sounds like you've had a fair few. So. Oh, look, I have. It's, it's, it's a pretty colourful world. But um, look, I'm, I'm probably still between that 10 to 15. I had a count up the other day and I thought, Christ, have I still got that many bikes? Um, but again, I will admit that um, because of my current role as a trainer now, I have part of um, those bikes are form part of my fleet as well. Right. Uh, that's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you wouldn't want to get too many of them. Um, one of the questions, I guess, thinking about that is, is there any bike that you've had that you've sold that you now you look back and you wish you hadn't sold it? Good question. Look, I think we can look back and... and um, think of a few that we may have wanted to have held on to. But um, look, off-road riding is very cool. And anybody that has, has done that trail bike riding knows um, what a lot of fun it is. It's exhausting. And you know that when you've been out for a full day's riding, um, you really feel it. So um, there are about three times that I revisited trying to do that over my years. And because um, I rode a KLX 300, and a T4 pipe on the back, it sounded cool. <laughs> and um, so, you know, you get busy bringing up kids, working, time is restricted. And so you sell it, not using it, only to learn that mm, I really miss that. So you go back out and buy one again. <laughs> and then it sits in the garage and you think, I'm just not getting there again. So you end up selling it again, only to go back again later to think maybe this time. Yep, so unfortunately, again, time restraints. So that's probably one of the bikes that I still, it still haunts me that I don't get to do um, a lot of the off-road riding that I, that I used to spend time on board doing. It was a great fitness program too. <laughs> <laughs> so no more trail biking at the moment? No more trail biking. And look, because um, I spend most of my time um, training these days, um, I do a little bit of dual purpose riding. Um, I own a couple of dual purpose bikes, BMW, good old Funduro. And, um, and then looking at, at a wee um, off-road multi-purpose bike, um, just because it's light, nimble, you know, Age doesn't treat you well, really. <laughs> <laughs> the bikes get a little heavier. Yeah. Mm. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, well, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back in just a couple of minutes. Awesome.
Cool, welcome back to Kickstart Your Ride with Ride Forever on Access Radio 104.4 FM. I'm here with Karen Bidwell from Cars and Bikes Limited. Um, Karen, what, what type of bike are you riding at the moment? Uh, well, at the moment um, I ride a, um, a classic bike, good old Thruxton, um, Triumph Thruxton 900, so calf racer. And um, I enjoy that particular bike, she's a heavy beast. <laughs> um, also, um, as I previously mentioned, um, still go out there and have a ride on the dual-purpose bikes as well. So it gives me both um, on-road and a little bit of that loose feeling when you get off-road as well. Cool. Awesome. So where do you normally ride? Look, um, way back in the day, I'm shutting to show my age now, <laughs> way back in the day I actually used to um, spend a lot of time catching up with friends and mates and head to the rallies um, throughout the country, both deep down south, East, West, and even in the North Island. It was great. It was a great way to catch up with your friends. Unfortunately now, due to time restraints and working, um, I find myself uh, predominantly riding around the Canterbury Plains. And I know a lot of people say, well, there's not a lot of interesting places to ride on the Canterbury Plains. But, um, and then up and enjoying the uh, rolling hills up in the Taranaki region um, as well, which is fantastic. Cool. So how often are you using your bike? Are you a daily rider or are you... Uh you know, how often are you getting out there and so for what purpose do you use your bike other than training people I guess? Uh, yeah that's I'd love to say look um, at the moment that I'm getting to actually take some personal enjoyment um, not to say that I don't enjoy riding um, when I'm training people but primarily now it, it is pretty much just when I am, am coaching training teaching um, out on whatever aspect it is that I'm doing with the uh, with the motorcycle industry and helping clients out. Cool awesome so what's the best part of riding a bike then? Look For at, someone that doesn't ride bikes, what's the best part about riding a bike? Look, it's 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 a really tricky one um, in that because, you know, you'll get a lot of people will look from the outside and say, well, what is the attraction to ride a motorcycle? And I think that if you ask most motorcyclists this, most motorcyclists this question, uh, you'd probably get a pretty similar answer. Freedom, stepping away from the hustle and bustle of their daily life. It's a great head clearer and a sense of individuality. And I think for those that um, don't ride motorcycles, it's hard for them to understand what that feels like until you've actually experienced it. So that's, what, that's for me, is what it offers, is that headspace, sense of owning your own space, just feeling the bike, wind in your hair. No, not really quite like that because <laughs> you've got the helmet on, but we think about that. <laughs> No, very cool, very cool. So you started on trail bikes, you've, you've moved to uh, to road bikes, to sports bikes, you've had 15, 20 bikes in your, in your shed at the moment. What what led you to becoming a motorcycle instructor? What, what made you jump, make it, that jump, I guess, from recreation to now it's gonna be my business and what yeah. I do? I know, it's, it seems like a big step. Um, look again, if I go back in time, uh, we've all got a past history. And um, before I was on um, the, the um, two-wheeled horsepower variety, I actually um, spent a lot of time in the equestrian wheel. So one horsepower at a time, the <laughs> four-legged variety. <laughs> so I was actually a, a trainer, instructor, and a, um, a successful competitor back in the, in, back in the days um, when I was younger. And um, so and I, I taught. I was an instructor and, and taught people how to train, ride, 
and to, to be um, strong in the competitive circle as well. So I suppose for me, stepping from the four-legged variety onto the steel horse, um, I still carry that same, that same passion to be able to um, pass on knowledge um, to, to people and, um, and see them success with that. So um, after being involved with the uh, motorcycle dealership, well actually before I was involved with the motorcycle dealership, I actually had the opportunity with a group of um, people that wanted to start training programs, um, we formed a off-road um, group that encouraged at that particular point a lot of lady riders to get out there, get on board the bike, learn the skills and go and enjoy yourself because there wasn't anything else there that, would, um, that was available. Um, stepping forward from that, and that was very successful, and stepping forward from that, um, even before the um, ACC Ride Forever Training Initiative come along, which is a great program to have now because they've actually formulated it into a good stepped program, um, there was a group of us um, in the Canterbury region that started out a, a training educational um, group of which we did a lot of the, the skills that are being out there now. So um, I suppose you could say it's a progressive path. And then um, I was encouraged from a colleague to say, why don't you go and get um, your, your qualification? So henceforth, I went and went through the process, got my eye endorsement, and, um, and the, the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am today, really thoroughly enjoying um, the position that I'm able to be in to, again, pass on that knowledge. We haven't had that before. And if I think back when um, I was young, learning to learning to ride, there wasn't any focus on motorcycle awareness training. It's actually a different um, vehicle to be aware of and how to control. Back in the day, and if I could use those t these terms very loosely, uh, you crashed and burned to learn. <laughs> and I'm pleased to say today we have a program that can help avoid that type of starting out <laughs> process. Cool, like you say, um, you know, Ride Forever is this, uh, I guess, relatively young initiative in, in the scheme of motorcycles and road transport. And um, and I guess I wonder, have you been involved with this since the inception, or when did you jump into Ride Forever and become an instructor for Ride Forever? I've been um, qualified as, an, as a motorcycle instructor um, back in 20, 2013. And so, therefore, the Ride Forever, um, whilst I have been around it, um, I was able to get a contract with it back in, in 2018. Cool. So that's when I have been um, officially with the Ride Forever program itself and again, you know, really feeling privileged to be part of that, that unit and that team to be able to, um, you know, pass these, you know, pass these programs on, be part of it. Cool. Now just before we wrap up for this and go into a quick break, my last question is what, what region do you cover? You, you've talked about Canterbury and, and riding the plans down there. You've also talked about the rolling hills up here in Tubnucky. So you obviously cover both those regions. What, where, yeah, what's, what's happening there? <laughs> yeah, I probably gave that away. Um, yeah, so Canterbury, that's, uh, that's a region where I do cover. And, um, and in the Taranaki region as well. And I feel quite fortunate actually to have the quite, the, they're both, you know, both diverse in their own rights, but the, the extreme. So you've got Canterbury where you've got all the flats, a little bit of hill. And um, so the riders that ride flat completely um, are, own, are, are, unfa are 
not au fait, sorry, um, with hills sometimes. And so it's just different calibres of rider, different experiences that you are seeing and learning from so that you can help them coach through different facets of their riding. And um, so, and with the um, with the terrain in Taranaki, with the hills, it's great for me as well, so that I get to ride the hills and learn about that as well. So again, you're able to express and pass on more knowledge, because even though we're um, you know we're qualified trainers, we still have to be making sure that our skill and technique level is in line with what we're teaching as well. Awesome. It's great to have someone with multiple different experiences coming to our region to teach our riders uh, and, and improve their skills. So, so no, that's fantastic. Right, we're going to take another break now. And on the other side, we'll hear a bit more about Karen and Ride Forever, okay? Awesome. See you soon. Welcome back to Kickstart Your Ride with Ride Forever um, on Access Radio 104.4 FM. I'm here with Karen Bedwell from Cars and Bikes Limited. Uh, thanks for joining us. So Karen's a Ride Forever trainer and there are a lot of different levels of courses with Ride Forever. There's a bronze course, a silver course and a gold course. But when most people hear the word course, they imagine sitting in a classroom being lectured on a topic. Uh, Karen, can you talk to our listeners about what a rider would experience when they attend a, a bronze course? Um, is this solely for beginners or could experienced riders learn something from going on this? Um, yeah, good question, um, Riley. Uh, look, 
on the bronze course, um, and for those out there, they may know that there are three types of courses that they can get into. So the bronze course um, has a heavy focus on our urban riding. Yes, we do cover some theory initially in the, the introduction of the, the course, and this is purely just so that um, riders can understand the concepts and what we're doing when we're actually getting out on the practical sense on the bikes. So um, urban riding, you need a lot of basic bike control and best practices with positioning riders in and their awareness, um, thinking about those two factors, seeing and being seen. And this course allows us at that infancy, at that entry level, um, to understand what that actually means. And that's what's um, in the initial stages um, is able to be put forward to the riders. It's about planning and preparing for hazards. It's covering aspects and it also is heavily focused on covering aspects of the licensing for either your restricted um, or your full license. Cool, cool. So how does the silver course differ from the bronze course? What can, what can a rider that signs up to the silver course expect when they attend one of these? So the difference between um, the bronze, the bronze is what we, we class as your, um, sorry I'm going back a little bit, but the bronze is really designed for those that want to learn about road rules, the basic um, introduction, and if you've never done one of these courses before, even as an experienced rider, it's a really good platform to start from because it allows you the, to step through and understand the next development stage, which is your silver. So your silver is a step forward, it's a more development step and focuses more on your open road um, stage of riding in the higher speed zones. Um, it focuses on perfecting corner technique, understanding good body positioning, good road positioning, how to set up pre-bend or before a bend and understanding the importance of the correct lines leading into the bends. Um, and this is a, also a good course. Um, that can prepare you for your full license stage because at that particular level or skill level of riding, one would like to expect that you have um, a higher and a better understanding of all the, those details. Fantastic. Cool. So what? then you've got a gold course. Um, I guess, can you t tell us about the gold course and what, what's involved with that? But also, could you touch on whether... Do you need to have completed a bronze and silver course before you go on a gold? There's probably some really experienced seasoned riders out there who may have never been on a ride for a course and they might want to know, do I have to do all the others before I can go on gold? What would, what would your recommendation be around that? Yeah, look, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult one because it's really elective any one of these courses that you know riders want, um, can participate in. And um, if you wanted to get the maximum benefit out of each one of these particular courses um, and to enjoy, I would highly recommend that you go through each one of them because by the time you are going in and attending a gold course, from my perspective, um, this course should cater for riders at the pinnacle of their rider, rider's craft. Okay, it should be seen that, that the participating at this level, that our riders have extremely um, high technique, skill and awareness and their coordination and their um, connection with their bike also demonstrate this. demonstrates this. At this particular level, um, riders should still, shouldn't be at their development stage, um, but perfecting their riding skills. So when you're looking at some of these courses here, Thinking about a gold is like if you're going to max out on it, I would highly recommend that first they start at a bronze, 
go through that, step to the silver, then step onto a gold. That way you're really enhancing and honing your riding skills. A lot of people, what I do find is that they'll think, oh, yep, no, I've got my full license. I've been around for a long, long time. I've been riding 30 or 40 years and think the gold course is for me. That may not be the right course, especially if you're wanting to develop and enhance your technique. So it's good to go back to either discuss with a trainer to say, hey, look, this is my skill level. I have been riding this year. Is this the right course for, you, um, for myself? And um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, cool. That's fantastic. That's great. Um, there might be some, some people out there that are thinking, oh, I might go and get my motorcycle license. I, I ride trail bikes or it's something I want to do. Um, does the Ride Forever course impact on the driver licensing system or process at all? What we find out is that um, those that come through um, and have done the, the Ride Forever or are aware of the Ride Forever programs, um, there's usually a common thread and it's always with clarity of the road rules. So you may have been out there for a long time, you're coming in through the, um, the, the program of the licensing program, been a few years since you did your actual learner license if you've got your other class of licensing, and it's amazing what people are learning from and um, getting from the benefits of attending these Ride Forever programs, their awareness grows, and what they actually find is when they're going back to other aspects of driving, they find that they are actually better drivers, better vehicle operators. It also takes away the myth um, that um, myth versus truth about my mate said. And so this way it's safer and better because you're getting it basically from, from a professional instructor and yeah, you're building your own set of tools for your um, style of riding. Awesome. No, that's great. Um, now, last question for the day, I guess, and thank you for t your time today, but if you can think back, back to when you first hopped on that bike, if there was one piece of advice that you could give yourself, what would that be? Look, the days, um, again, um, I've, I've said this previously, the days of crash and learn are long gone. <laughs> Shortcut your self-learning process and go and get professional ad advice. I wish we had that back in the day. We learnt the hard way. It's, it's now fantastic um, that we've got some skilled trainers out there. Look, $20, $50, I mean, it's just amazing value for what you get out of it. Lifetime saving. Oh, that's great. And, and Karen touched on my sort of last point there, and we haven't touched on it today, but the cost of these courses, for a, for a bronze course, four hours worth of training for $20, the rest subsidised. Um, for a silver or gold course, eight hours worth of training um, for $50. It's sort of real value for money and a way to, to keep you upright on your bike. Um, hey, Karen, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to stop in today and, and have a bit of a cordial with us around Ride Forever. It's been great. I've learnt a lot. Hopefully the listeners have learnt a lot as well. Um, if you're out there wanting to learn more about Ride Forever, please head along to the website, www.rideforever.co.nz or head to the Facebook page, um, Ride Forever. Um, and other than that, hey, thank you very much. And we'll wrap up there. Um, and I look forward to chatting with you soon. Thanks very much for having us along. Pleasure. Awesome. Thank you for listening to today's show. I trust you enjoyed hearing from our guest about their motorcycling journey, experiences, and the Ride Forever course. If you want to listen to this show or any of the others in the Kickstart Your Ride with Ride Forever series, visit Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the Access Radio Taranaki website. To register yourself or a family member for a Ride Forever course, 
or just to learn more about Ride Forever, please head to our websites at www.rideforever.co.nz. You can also visit the Ride Forever Facebook page to keep up to date with all information and promotions. Thanks for listening. Kakite. This show was first broadcast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM, thanks to New Zealand On Air.